what is up everybody thank you uh, for tuning into the fathom beyond sunday podcast we're really excited about this new podcast it's really designed to, to just be very casual just a couple of leaders at fathom talking faith talking life talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on between monday through saturday not just on sunday so uh, tune in listen to the conversation open your heart and pray that that this really helps Welcome, welcome. This is Fathom Beyond Sunday, where we engage in conversation that takes our walk with God from Sunday into the week. It's we, beyond Sunday. Yes, it yeah. is beyond Sunday. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. <laughs> I can't take you seriously with that beanie on. <laughs> hey, thank you for bringing the listening audience into <laughs> hey, what we're wearing. You know, there's no video. I was just like, <laughs> How come you can't take me seriously with a beanie on? Why? It's it, my little... You, it's my favorite beanie. It's like the only beanie I wear. It, it takes all seriousness away from you. Does <laughs> like, it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. What if I put some glasses on? Would that make? Okay, it might, would it, that kind of bring yes, the may, look? I think it, it would bring together? it back. It'd be like, okay, now you're just a college student. That's like maybe like a a master student. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but I don't know. I just can't. The the beanie. You just look like. <sighs> our our <laughs> Australian friends used to call me a warfy when I would wear this. Like guys who work on the wharf dock yeah. and I had long hair and scruffy beard. I was about to say, that was a whole different time. It, it was. It was a full look, you know, <laughs> with the long hair. Hey, it, it worked for you. Yeah. <laughs> Very lion-esque. Uh, <laughs> anywho, enough about my awesome beanie over here. <laughs> it was fantastic. It's fantastic. It's great. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So this week, this past Sunday, we celebrated our eighth year anniversary. Can you believe it? It's, it It's crazy to me to it's think about nuts it's nuts um you know coming into this past weekend i was really excited about it you yeah. know for a lot of reasons i think a, a lot of us were just buzzing and excited mm-hmm. to just celebrate um i think we could use as much celebration as we can all stand yes. yep after the year <laughs> we've all um walked through but um you know, I always see this as a time for those that have kind of been here, have seen the growth of yeah. whatever to be able to reflect on that. But I think this weekend, I, I what I found is that it really gives other people an on-ramp to the journey too. It gives them a snapshot yeah. into where we began. And that's really important for someone who's just now stepping into the Fathom journey, like that's stepping into this story. Um, I think that's really important that they have like, just a personal touch, you know, like a personal feeling of our story. Um, because when someone begins to call us home, it's like your story too, you know, it's, yes, it's, absolutely. it's all of our story together as a community and the story of this house. So yeah, I came away from it a little bit different than what I went into it, but That's it's awesome. pretty exciting. It's kind of rounding out my view no, of, um, what an impact it can make. I think that's such a cool perspective to have too, because you know, that's, it's very biblical. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. because when, when we come into the family of Christ. Yeah, make sure you pass these stories down yes. to your children and grandchildren, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And like when we read the Bible like that, that's a story of our history, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, but we don't look at it like that so often. But mm-hmm. the reality is, is God's like, no, this, yeah, is, this is your family. This is your this family. Is your community. This is your community. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so this I is think, your church. Yeah. The church of Corinth that. is like, this is our story as a f- body yeah. of faith. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. I hadn't, that's yeah. That's really profound. I'm and, like, <laughs> and so when we we tell those things, it it becomes our, you know, it becomes ours, and it, it yeah endears it to our own 
story and our own personal story and it connects us to one another even more than what we even realized so yeah it was it was a yeah. awesome day it was really special That's so cool i yeah. love that and yeah it was an awesome day it was it was cool i loved it i loved all the like pictures of you know the beginning and yeah <laughs> yeah i sent you one earlier in the week of like our first i didn't <laughs> yep. show this on sunday but it was like Man, our kids were just tiny. Oh, you know, our first kids' Christmas so program or second, I don't know which one it was, but they were tiny. They were tiny. And they're not I'll so tiny like, oh. anymore. <laughs> oh, Ava this year was so sad that we didn't do a Christmas thing. Yeah. She yeah. was like, this is going to be my last one. Oh. And she was like devastated. Goodness gracious. But, you know, the fact that we did it, the service the way we did it and then she got to be a part of it. And yeah, that's true. She, yeah, she sure did. It was, it was like a new thing, but it was good. It was, cool. she needed to be involved in something yeah, for that Christmas worked out good. and all that. So yeah. <laughs> it was good. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, so in all of that, you know, we, we heard a lot about how God calls us to things and, you know, how we get into ministry and all of these yeah, just telling some stories yeah. from the early days. <laughs> yeah, just how how sometimes when you're looking at it, you're like, that seems crazy. But, you know, sometimes it's still a God thing. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's a call to do something for him. And so I wanted to talk about that because I feel like so many of us, we feel like, well, maybe this is God or maybe this isn't. But the reality is, is there we can know that it's God, you know, through different ways. I mean, obviously because you started this church you knew that god was calling you mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> sometimes it doesn't always look easy like easy well rarely looks easy does it no i don't, <laughs> I don't think so yeah. like i don't know that i've ever been called to easy yeah i feel like those things just kind of happen <laughs> but <laughs> but you know it's it, it's not always black and white it's not always super clear so everybody's wired wired a little bit different i know for me nothing was easy about it but um, again, everybody's wired differently, but for me, I was so overwhelmed with just passion and drive and, and my personality is just like, if there's a mountain, I'm going to climb it. If there's not a mountain, I'm bored and I'm going to find a mountain to climb. If you're not going to climb it, I'm going to find (laughs) one that I can climb. It's just my personality. Other people will see that mountain and just be like, um, you know, and just stare at it, trying to figure out the best way to do it. And that's just not my personality I'm going to figure out how to do it on the way and that's what we were doing you know um but you know the the question of calling and you know there's a general calling we're all called right um, I think what you're asking is really around specific more specific calling to me personally what is God asking me to do and you know discerning that question can is only clearly understood when we're walking in communion and obedience with God. Like if we're like not in obedience to his word on, um, you know, I don't want to just say basic things, but yeah. Well, but yeah, but certainly like just like the, (laughs) like the basic things or if we know that we're like in disobedience in like a, you know, one or two or a handful of places, Mm -hmm. it's going to be real hard to discern that specific calling because he, or, or even hear it, or like he, I just don't think he's going to send a lot of those messages or release you to follow those. Even if you yeah. have what you are supposed to do next, he's not going to release you or empower you or give you opportunities to do those until you do what he told you to do the first time. Amen. <laughs> like we're not moving on to step K till you get step A through E, F completed. Right. You know, in what he's asking you to do. So, um, 
I think for anybody who is like longing for something and like nothing's being released, nothing's moving. Hey, like let's go back to the elementary things that we think we're too big for and we're ready for the next thing. Let's actually get back and be faithful for a while doing the, the, the basic things that he's called mm-hmm. us to do in serving him, honoring him, loving our neighbor, mm-hmm. uh, serving our church well, um, the church body, and using our gifts right where we're planted. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, so I, I, I think that's where it starts. Right. Well, I think I think you've got obedience is always such. I feel like that's always the first thing with God. Yeah. He's like. Just be obedient to this one thing. Yeah, because it's our trust. Yeah, yeah, because we trust that he is mm-hmm. in control. And yeah. and that's, I think, the coolest thing. You know, I think so many times we feel like, oh, well, God's going to call me to this, and then I'm just going to go do it. But really, God's like, I've already called you to things that mm-hmm. you're ignoring. You know what I mean? Like, we're told to go and make disciples of all nations. That starts here mm-hmm. in this town and in this city. Yeah. You know, like with what... We're, we need to be engaged in what God's doing in this place mm-hmm. before he's ever going to give us a large calling, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. we have to. Well, and, and even that, that is like the large call, you know right. what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, yes. that, that is large call. And I think that's where a lot of us kind of lose our way is, is we don't value the now. Yes. We don't value the opportunity of now. We're always looking over the hill. We're always looking for mm-hmm. what's down the road. And, um, and I've done that before. We've all like, have. I've done that before, like as a pastor after playing this church and, and I just had some people like, Hey, uh, you, you need to like love the church you have, not the church you wish you had, Yes. you know? And it's like, I, I needed to hear that certain seasons in our church where I was just kind of looking for what's next, you yep. know, for our church. Not, not, I was looking for any other opportunities. I've turned down other opportunities many a time, you know, but it's, it's just being faithful to, what he's called us to and in loving it now, yeah. you know, and, and th- that's the thing. Like when God is calling us to something, it's, it's, it's not to abuse us. It's, it's for our good. It's because more than what we even realize he's created us to walk into that and, and, and find great joy in it as yes. difficult as it is. Like, And I could just tell you just the horror story after horror story of just the pain and the heartache of church ministry and and pastoral leadership. But I don't look back on it like that. I don't look back. I mean, I I just, it's amazing. It's been a crazy ride, but it's been an Mm -hmm. amazing ride. Like I, I love it. And I think that's for whatever God calls us to, there's grace for it. There's strength for it. Um, And there's much to be learned along the journey. It's not, Absolutely. I'm going to learn all this before I get started. No, it's, you're going to learn along the way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think I'm kind of one of those, like, you know, you're like, you're like, you just trudge up the mountain and you're like, I'm going to figure it on the way up. I'm, I'm probably the opposite. Like, I'm like, okay, let me figure out all the details and let me have everything in order and let me do you know, and God's like, it's not how this works, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, and I feel like so often that's, that's how I look at things is I'll be, I'll be like, okay, well I can do this when I have these things in place. You know, I can go love on these people when I've, you know, I don't know got you know this in order and and god's like no no those things can happen in tandem you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like or that's the thing you need to do first you need to go love on these people first and then i'll give you the order of everything else Mm -hmm. you know so i think 
you know, we, we see, we don't see calling in the everyday we see. Yeah. And that's, that's probably the biggest thing that we can and, recognize is that we are called and, to the everyday. And I say that all that out of personal experience yeah, uh, well, in our, pre, in our previous church, like where we were on staff, um, you know, I had really just fallen in love with the people and fallen in love with what God was doing in the life of the church and the community and was seeing God working in just incredible ways and really walking in his favor um, ministry-wise and leadership-wise. And um, it was it was a major shift to say yes to something that um, didn't make sense. I mean, I had one pastor come up to me. I was eating breakfast with our staff and out at some restaurant and he goes, have you hit your head when he heard that we were playing a church? I mean, that, that was, I wanted to turn around and hit him over the head. I really did. I was I just like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like what kind of encouragement is that to come along? A guy who's like following God's call to go plant a church. And, but, um, you know, so not everybody's going to understand, you know, that, um, and, and we all have, you know, so anyway, so we just, we just set out, um, and, and, you know, it was a process of discerning and, and different specific callings. Like some was like specific calling to join a team, Yep. you know, and to use your gifts in a certain area. Some of it's, um, a specific calling to start a ministry that doesn't exist in the local body or in the city. Yeah. You know, like that's a calling for someone um, or it's a, a, a calling to serve a leader, like a certain leader, like God has called me to come alongside of you in whatever you're doing. Like that's a calling. Like, yep. um, um, so there's so many ways that that specific calling, it's not, Hey, yeah. God has called all of us to a different part of the world. No, you know, that, that that's not what I'm talking about. There's all these different ways in which God is so creative and mm-hmm. we are so limited and finite in our understanding yep. of his great, big, beautiful plan. And so it can be confusing. Um, but I would, I would start with like just being faithfully obedient to what God's calling you to do. And you know that already start yep. with what you do know. And then, um, back up for just a second. And I think as you get to know yourself, as you're like, you know, um, I think one of uh, Pete Scazzaro's like emotionally healthy discipleship thing that we're going to do this summer. um, One of his things along the way is like, know thyself that, that you may know God or something like that, that just uh, as we're like growing in discipleship, we're, we're learning more about God. God's, you know, there's just this, this back and forth. I think it was like an Augustine quote or something know yourself that you may, may I know think God. It is, yeah. Um, and as we do that, we really come in touch with that, that this specific calling can be, um, can take all kinds of different forms over the, over the, um, shape of our life. And we come to understand it, the nuances of who I am called to be and the things I'm called to do yes, absolutely. and the, and those things of which I am not called to do. Mm-hmm. And I will spin my wheels in for years if I don't admit weakness and, um, lack of gifting in. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because I can, as a kid growing up in the church, I always served in kids ministry. Like I was always in the nursery, always like taught something at VBS, always, you know, like always, always, always. But there was always a part of me that was like, this just doesn't feel right. You know, like this doesn't, I mean, it's fine and I don't mind doing it. And I mean, like 
I, I like kids enough and you know, it's fine, but it just wasn't like, there's no passion in it. It was just mm-hmm. filling a need. And, mm-hmm. and I like filling a need. Like I like to help people. I like to be that. And so it wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing, mm-hmm. but then coming into like going through an internship and uh, working at a church and all of these things, it's like, well, okay, well, you've always done kids ministry. So you're going to go do kids ministry. And God was like, but you're not listening. You know, like this is not where I want you. And so during that time at, you know, doing the school of ministry and doing this stuff, he's like, I want you to branch out. I want you to try different things. I want you to start looking at other, other ways to use the gifts that I've given you. And that brought to a place where it was like, okay, like I'm, I'm getting to know myself. I'm getting to know who God has created me to be. And it's, and it was because I said, okay, yes, Lord, I'll try this ministry. Yes, Mm -hmm. Lord, I'll give this one a try. Like, I've yeah. done everything. <laughs> I've been, I've been in the parking lot, you know, waving cars in. In the office, you know, filing yep. papers. And yeah. yeah. And we all know that is not my gift. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it got done. It happened, but it, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not the, the, the highest gift I remember gift in, on those. in sixth grade, um, we did something called the wheel for mm-hmm. our electives. And so it's like for the first nine weeks I was in band and the second nine weeks yeah. I was in chorus and the third nine weeks i was in whatever it was ceramics or, yeah exactly like, and, you know and we went through this and it was to decide by the end of the year what we wanted to you know do in yeah. seventh and eighth grade what our elective was going to be so we kind of spent so the year cool. yeah it was pretty neat and so i i anytime someone's coming on to a, a place of service like in the local body and even like like leaders, they're stepping in leadership. I'm like, hey, I'm really trying to gauge that all the time. Like, what do you wish you could spend more time on? Like, what do you enjoy doing? Because yeah. um, there's a lot of things, and maybe we'll talk about that in a minute, that are just really hard in ministry. And oftentimes you have to spend 90% of the time doing things that are not particularly, you know, your passion, <laughs> yes. you know, yep. in order to enjoy the 10% that you feel most called to that's part of life and most careers and jobs and um, ministry you know is not um, a job but it is uh, for some it is but um, it's work it's a lot of hard work um, and but it's it's hard work that we can really enjoy and because it produces a great harvest that's bigger than what anything else this earth you know can afford and um it's really a reflection of the garden of eden too like of just stewardship like stewarding well the care of the kingdom you know of the garden you know and it takes work and but it's going to be plentiful and the harvest will be plenty and so um but yeah so i don't know where i'm going with this now (laughs) so i need you to to well i think i think something that kind of lends itself to this now is that, you know, so often we see, you know, we think, oh, well, you know, you are in full-time ministry. You, this is your sole job is to pastor this church and to love on the people of this church. But our staff is tiny (laughs) and most of it volunteer, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's, it's one of those things where so many people think, well, you're called to ministry because you're a pastor but we're all called to ministry is what we've just established. But what does that look like for, you know, just the everyday person that's like, well, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be a pastor of anything, Yeah. you know, like that, that's, that's a, 
that's like, where, where does that fall? You know, like, where do they fall in that? Um, and maybe that's a little, <laughs> where do they awesome. fall into, where do, where do you fall into, um, like, how do you, how do you serve or have like, feel like this is my calling, even though I know it's mm. not meant to be my job. Mm. This, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, does for that sure. make sense? For sure. Vocational ministry. Yep is not even close to being for everybody. Yeah. It's a very, very small amount of people. Um, and, and I think this is, this is a problem with a lot of churches in America, I would say. I don't see this problem internationally near as much um, because churches internationally live on much more like we have financial issues of churches in America, but the financial issues that other churches around the world right. are living on is <laughs> we're very blessed. Yes. Um, in that it, it, it you know, it would, and it's, I don't know, I'm going to get onto a lot of different trains here if my brain allows me, but, um, <laughs> or if I don't stop my brain, um, <laughs> but yeah, so vocational is just a, a, a small, um, you know, number of people and it's biblical. It's biblical that, you know, where, where folks can spend, um, the majority, majority of the time. I mean, um, uh, but uh, you know, tent making is biblical too, you know, which is, I'm my, my passion, my calling in life is to do ministry and I work so that I can do ministry, Yes, (laughs) you know? Um, and, and that's where we find a number of folks, you know, in our leadership here, um, but all of us, I, I think when we kind of struggle, oh, I don't have a specific calling. It's not to be this or that. I, I would say be far less worried about like the the title or um, what your, you know, like, I don't know, like what um, role you're playing, what seat you're yeah. playing. And just think of like the impact that you can make, the difference that you can make by using your gifts yeah, absolutely. You know, and all of a sudden, like you will look back and you begin to honor that which God has already put inside of you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in fact, I believe that he'll help you to recognize these gifts as deeply spiritual, whether they're listed in Ephesians 4, Romans 12, and 1 Corinthians 12 or not. Right. You know, Absolutely. like you'll be able to see them as deeply spiritual because of the spiritual impact they can make and, and make when you s- sacrifice and set aside time to devote yourself to use them for the glory of God's kingdom, not somebody else's bottom line. Yes. And not your bottom line. Right. But for the good of the kingdom. I think you'll find great reward in that, both personally, emotionally, and um, yeah, and and... It's a really, it's a really beautiful thing. So, I, so I would just say, get far more concerned with the impact you can have by using it, as opposed to what role or what title or I, I don't fit into these little boxes and just like, like just forget about the boxes and like the yes. the, the molds that you think you ought to fit into to to walk in your calling. Like just step back and then and then step back in with your mm-hmm. you know an opportunity that presents itself and and don't be afraid like the wheel to try some things and just yeah. you know lean in and, and and then find out you know six months down the road yeah it's not my thing who else could do this and they could do it better and then pass off don't be afraid to do that yeah you I know mean, if it's not the fit yeah that's that's such a cool thing to do that's one thing that's really cool about the church is like 
you you can try new things mm-hmm. you know and no yeah. one's gonna be like you're fired oh, yeah you suck at that you know like nobody's gonna do that people yeah. are gonna be like well you know if if you're loving this and god's blessing you in it then like do it if mm-hmm. if not like let's try something else yeah. this is it's a it's a great opportunity to get to try new things and it, i think that's one of the coolest things that i love about the church is it's yeah. like nobody's nobody has to be an expert to come in and do it like we're not you're not getting a yeah and there's and there's a learning curve that um you know you can really learn you can yep. really grow and it's really connected to our discipleship too it's it's a way in which we are stretched outside of things that we aren't comfortable with absolutely and we get pushed and that's a great way in which our spiritual growth gets expedited is by you know investing ourselves in ministry it really gets expedited um and that's a that's a beautiful thing as well yeah i love it i love it and then so you know we look at calling and we think so often that it has to be ministry but mm. sometimes we're called to a workplace sometimes we're called to you know like a type of work or a job or you know some 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 seasons we're called to a specific place you know mm. like god's like i want you to work here for this time and yeah you know like it's it's one thing as believers we tend to be like oh well a calling is it's ministry but everything if we look at everything, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like everything is ministry. Yeah. You know, where there is relationship, ministry needs to be happening. I I think from before we ever planted, I, I think when I was probably like nineteen, twenty years old mm-hmm. and I was first hearing that God wanted us to plant a church, I think one of my deepest passions for the local church was the impact we could make in the marketplace. Yes. Was teaching and discipling people who would go and move upstream with excellence, with -hmm. compassion, with good leadership in their own businesses, in their own fields. And they would move upstream. They would get promotions because they were of high integrity and could be counted on and trustworthy and had skills and qualities that people were attracted to. Like they had Christ in them. (laughs) You know, funny how that works. Um, (laughs) Yes. And humility that was really attractive in corporate structures that it's absent from. Yeah, it's all about And um, so that very early on, like that was my heart and like vision for our church. Um, And so like even when you don't love what you're doing, you can love what God's doing where you're at. You know what I mean? And so um, I think that can bring a lot of joy to some really joyless things is to be discerning and praying over what God's doing. And all of a sudden our attention is less on our coworker mm-hmm. or, you know, the bad board meeting or whatever that happened or the, whatever, um, the spreadsheets, but it, it's being drawn into things that matter and how God is shaping me through this. And, yes. you know, th- this conversation that I had three weeks ago that I'm still stewing on, because I think God's doing something in this person's life and I'm just praying over them and I can't stop thinking about it (laughs) throughout the day because I'm just spiritually connected to it in my marketplace, whatever that might be. Well, and in that too, like if you think about it, I, I'm not around a ton of non-believers. Like I'm not everything I do. I'm surrounded by believers Mm -hmm. because you know, we homeschool our kids. Well, our kids are in Christian community, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I, I work here and everything I do is, you know, uh, for the church and, you know, it, it, 
it doesn't bode well for us to be able to be in that. Like I'm at the grocery store and I'm talking to people about God because like, mm. that's the only place that, that I really come yeah. in contact with people who aren't believers yeah. where every person, every single one of you who work in a secular job, you have an opportunity to reach somebody. Mm-hmm. You have an opportunity to speak truth over people who might be in just in a desolate, dark place, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't do that, but it, it's, yeah. it's not as often as I'd like it to be. You yeah. Know? And, and that's a, a unique thing that kind of goes to Ephesians um, uh, four and just the fivefold ministry that God called Therefore, like the apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, and which one did I just leave out? Apostles, prophets. Um, not crap. Evangelists, pastors, teachers. There that's it. Go. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm like, which one and, is it? <laughs> and I think, you know, there's a lot of conversation. This is a whole different podcast on the fivefold ministry yes. there and what that means. We'll <laughs> talk about that we'll later. We'll be here another hour, but. <laughs> um, but God has given those leaders to the church to equip the church Mm -hmm. to become the fullness of God so that the church may become full and mature and complete, attaining to the fullness of Christ, depending on what translation you you read. Um, And so everybody kind of, so there's specific leaders that fulfill those things and not everybody's called, I think, to even be in like a leadership role, but I think everybody can in some way be impacting in those areas by their own personal passions and giftings. Absolutely. Be holding up teaching. So the person who is cutting up our YouTube videos and then promoting those on social media, they may not be a teacher, but they are involved in teaching ministry. Yes. Through that. They may not be an evangelist, but they're helping the word of God get into social media environments. Well, that's something like Kenny, he's been, he's been talking about this setting up like a Roku channel. Mm-hmm. He's never felt the calling to be like mm-hmm. an evangelist, Yeah, yeah. but like this is a passion point for him. Yeah. Passion but it plan, is a passion yeah. point for him yeah. because what he wants is he wants to see the vision. For he it, wants yeah. to, yeah, he wants to see God. He wants to see Using, an avenue yeah. for people to come to have more, more ways to hear about God and to, yeah. you know, and so I'm like, I'm like, it's not necessarily what you yeah. would view as an evangelist, but mm-hmm. like he, he's using the, the talents that God has put in him and the skills that he's learned mm-hmm. through his vocation. Yeah. And he's wanting to put this thing together, you know, yeah. and it's, it's a God birth passion yeah. that he didn't even know he had until, yeah. <laughs> you know, for until sure. he started doing all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. In the church and yes, yeah, absolutely. in the church at work. Yeah. Like, I mean, for sure. So uh, take that as like an example and that can be stretched out over yeah. whatever is in you and, um, uh, it's just amazing that when we um, throw ourselves in the water where God will lead yes. us, you know, throw ourselves in the river of his flow and obedience and mm-hmm. just let that wild river take us where it's going to take <laughs> us. You know, yep. um, It's not completely in our control, um, but it's, it's going to lead to a far greater place than what we could ever pick on our own. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So we are so thankful that you hung out with us today. Um, I pray that you have gotten something out of this. We love you guys, and we look forward to talking to you next time.